Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. The guests, as always, on the Goodyear Hotline as our legendary Voices Week rolls on with the great Jim Nance today towards the end of the program. What a week it has been with these legendary announcers. And by the way, some new voices are answering the phone for us. So this week has become two weeks. We will have a whole new list of legends on next week's menu. But Jim Nance today, today's list is about triplets. The hashtag crew is ready. Let's do this. Here we go. Only one place to start. All right, there's only one place to start. And I'm going to make this my straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. I cannot make up my mind what I want to happen. That is the only place for me to begin. I have gone back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. So I've got McShay's latest McBoard, all right? He's got the the, the mock draft up 3.0. It's on ESPN+. And again, he's got the quarterbacks all over the place. Jacksonville's got Trevor Lawrence at one. He's got the Jets taking Zach Wilson at two. Carolina trading up to take Justin Fields at three. Atlanta taking Trey Lance at four. And then ultimately at number nine, he has the 49ers trading up to take Mac Jones. And if you've been listening to this show recently... You know that I have been saying the New York Jets should stay with Sam Darnold for another year, put a representative team and coaching staff around him, see what you can do with that, get a king's ransom in exchange for the second pick, and go on with their lives. I felt very strongly about that yesterday. And then McShay comes on. He's going to be with us live here in an hour. And I told Nuno I need him for two segments. I need a a lot of McShay today because I have a lot of questions. Everyone is disagreeing with me. And I got people I, I, I respect the hell out of, including Mark Sanchez, who, by the way, is going to be live with me in 15 minutes. And he knows all about being a USC quarterback in the big city and a lot of expectations, et cetera, et cetera. And he is strongly of the opinion that the Jets should move on some, from Sam Darnold and take a quarterback at number two. And so is Mike Tannenbaum. And, and so is McShay. And no, I can't make up my mind what I want. There's nothing in the world more frustrating than having something that means this much to you and not knowing what I'm rooting for. My buddy Chris Carrera is sending me notes all the time. He's like, Greeny, you change your mind every day. Yes, I do. I change my mind every single day. What should they do? I don't know the answer to that question. So let me bring the hashtag crew in early today. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. Hashtag Hembo is back with us here, my vice president of stats, analysis, uh, and gambling. What should they do? At number two, do you believe, and again, I ask this not just because... I am a fan of the Jets, but I think people, you should be interested in this no matter where you are if you care about football because this is going to make the entire top of the NFL draft. This is where it begins eight weeks from yesterday. What should they do? They should move on. They should move on from, from Darnold. They should move on from Darnold. Okay, that's one vote for moving on. Let me bring in hashtag Bubba, who many people may not know, but in his previous life, you were actually an NFL scout, and you did a lot of the same work that Mel and McShay do, and are very highly regarded in that area. So your opinion on this, I think, is extremely important. What do you think they should do? I'm going to vote keep Sam Darnold. Uh, see, now this is just getting worse and worse. So I got one vote. I'm getting nowhere fast. Let me bring in hashtag Nuno, who was the producer of this show and who was a Giant fan. So I almost want to discount your opinion in the first place. But let's get it here. Bottom line, hashtag Nuno. Should, what should they do at number two? Keep them so you can keep your expectations low. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's exactly what a Giant fan says. And then we bring in Devin 
who is is, is oh, not a no. member of the hashtag crew. He lost his hashtag the other day because he gave an opinion on something that was so horrendous, <laughs> so horrific and ridiculous that he lost his honorary hashtag. Maybe he can earn it back with a quality <laughs> answer here. Devin, what should they do? I think they should trade him, but, but then not take a quarterback in the draft. Okay. Not only do you no longer have a hashtag, but I, I think I think I may have to just change your name. I don't even know what else to say, but you you can no longer be a member of this. That is the now that has officially become the worst opinion I've ever heard of in my entire life. So you're suggesting they should trade him, they should not take it, they should just play without a quarterback this coming season. That's a good idea. Last year all they had was a quarterback. This year they will have nothing but the quarterback. That's that, that now I've gotten nowhere. Let, let the record show that we are five minutes and 42 seconds into the show, and I am in a worse place than I was when we started. Let's make that very clear. So, having said all of that, and I am frustrated, that's where it begins. And all of this is going to be impacted in a very significant way. And again, this is not about the Jets. It is about the top of the NFL draft. This is going to be impacted in a very significant way by other things that happen. The draft doesn't happen until the end of April. We are headed towards a an uh, a unimaginable amount of players being released in the NFL next week, and then the new league year, hence free agency, beginning the week after that. And all so much of that is going to reshape stuff. In just the last few minutes, Alex Smith was released in Washington. What exactly does that mean? I don't think any fan base is going to say, oh my goodness, get me Alex Smith and we win. But he's a lot better than a lot of other teams have. So my point is, some of this stuff is yet to be determined. These decisions will get made before the draft takes place. And all eyes, of course, are on Deshaun Watson and Dak Prescott and Russell Wilson. By the way, did you hear the way they are now framing this in Seattle? They're not, they say they're not shopping Russell Wilson, but they are taking calls. They're taking calls. That's what you say when you're Joe Douglas and you're being asked about Sam Darnold. It's reasonable to say, we're taking calls. You don't say that about NFL royalty. Is Brett Veach taking calls in Kansas City? Is Brian Gutenkus taking calls in Green Bay? And if they are, are they saying so publicly? Listen, this is over. Russell Wilson is getting traded. Again, the marriage analogies with this thing are good. I come back to you, Hembo. You're a married man. I am. Happily. Happily married. If I were to ask your wife, Lizzie, how your marriage is going, and she were to say, it's going great. I'm not actively looking for anyone else, but I am considering other options as they present themselves. (laughs) Then I have news for you. You're already divorced. That marriage is over. And so that's what's happening in Seattle. When you're saying, when you're saying to the media publicly, we're taking calls On Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson is already the quarterback of another team. Now, there are any number of financial hurdles that will have to be jumped, which mean it may not happen this season. So there may be, I don't know what you call that, like a purgatory year where Russell is there because he doesn't have any option, and that gives it a whole year for the circumstances to change. But Russell Wilson is not going to be a Seattle Seahawk for the rest of his career because he doesn't want to be. So all that plays in on all of this as far as the NFL draft is concerned. And um, I will have Mark Sanchez coming up here in just a moment. We will talk with him what he thinks about all this. He has very strong opinions on this stuff. He was really good on TV with us this morning. Don't miss him next. The Green List today. Jim Nance coming up later. We are just getting started. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio.
Greeny, the podcast. Greeny with you on a jam-packed day as we roll on on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Mark Sanchez will join me live in 30 seconds on the Goodyear Hotline. Jim Nance, our legendary voice today. He'll be in our second hour. Todd McShay will join us as well as he has released his third mock draft. Uh, Again, 30 seconds now for some straight talk. Your tax return could look different this year, but you're still going to hear a lot of noise about how to spend it. So when the big carriers tell you to splurge on the latest nonsense, just tune it out. With Straight Talk, you can get a Samsung Galaxy A51 for just $199. Plus, get the $45 unlimited talk, text, and data plan with no contract on America's best networks for up to 50% less. Tune out the nonsense. Tune into Straight Talk. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract. No compromise. And with no further ado, here he is, Mark Sanchez, with me on ESPN Radio. Hello again, Mark Sanchez. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Good morning. Times two. Let's roll, baby. Absolutely. And you were terrific today with us on TV with a lot of really, I I, I really appreciated your passion um, for the situation with Darnold. And and I understand how important that is to you. We will get to all of that. But I'm being told that the first thing I need to ask you about is the McRib. You made (laughs) reference to the return of the McRib this morning on Get Up. And I'm being told that I need to ask you about that. Why was that so important to you? Well, I heard you say McShay and the Mick board, and it just reminded me of that and how much my dad, my dad is the hugest fan of the McRib, and he just walks around with a smile on his face, and he'll mention it in casual conversation. Like, hey, you want to go grab some lunch? And I'm like, yeah, let's go down to the beach. It's going to be nice weather today. He goes, oh, you know the McRib's back, right? <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Like, well, that's not changing lunch plans to go get that McRib. Daddy's like, well, I'm just letting you know. <laughs> so. Okay. There was a good story yeah. behind it, and I like it. Uh, Mark Sanchez is with us here during this uh, this McRib period, which is an important time for him. And he is on the Goodyear hotline helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear more driven. Look, I want to give you the floor because I was really kind of moved by how important this was to you. And, and, and I get it. Like, as a quarterback, you understand what has happened here. And let's take everyone's fandom out of it. Let's just deal in a young person who's got a chance at, 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 a, at fulfilling a dream career and has been placed in a situation that is flat out impossible and is now shouldering the blame for it. That's the way I see this. Mark, the floor is yours on, on the situation involving uh, Sam Darnold. Yeah, so I, really, it's, it's how many starting jobs are available, right? Well, however this situation happened, it doesn't matter. We're here now. It's not totally Sam's fault. However, this is kind of the, the landscape, right? Who's, who's available? Is it Jacksonville, Washington, Chicago, the Jets, Patriots, Broncos, Houston, Philly? I mean, these are all my notes on these teams, like where he could go, Carolina, New Orleans, San Francisco. Well, if he goes to the Panthers, the Broncos, the Eagles, the Niners, he'd be able to – 
to compete to start right now, right? There's three or four teams that would want him to be a placeholder and then eventually, you know, sub in their, their new draft pick, their hot new shiny toy. Then the, you get these guys like that just puts them in a tough spot right there. Right. So there's not a ton of great spots, but then this was, this to me is one of the biggest things and such an anomaly this year is these quarterbacks at the top of the quarterback market, Wilson and Watson, maybe even Dak, they're just pulling attention away, right? Like Carson's already been dished out. You know, some things have already happened. You saw what happened with Stafford. Okay, so fine. Because of the production of Sam Darnold, whether it's his fault or not, he's not going to get that much attention as those two guys. Okay, but like he's that next guy and he's ready to get launched out somewhere. But then you get Wilson and Watson talking about, hey, I ain't coming back. You know, Watson says, I'm not playing for you, Houston. And Russell Wilson is now getting courted by, uh, you know, UFC fight people on Get Up in the Morning. Was that Cormier? Who was that? Yeah, Daniel, he was talking yeah. about <laughs> Daniel Cormier yeah, talking about talking, the Saints. Yeah, yeah. Cormier. Yeah. I knew that was that. Okay. So Cormier is courting him to come down to the bayou. You got the mayor from New Orleans saying, hey, come down to the bayou. You get all these other people who have these platforms and voices just like these quarterbacks. And everybody's voicing their opinion, and it's channeling energy away from Sam Darnold. Now, that's not his fault either, but this is, this is becoming an impossible situation, and it's just completely unfair. So it just, it's frustrating because I've, in some ways I've lived that, not, not exactly, but in certain ways you're there and you're trying so hard, but you're just banging your head against the wall. So I, f- I really do feel for the guy. Um, but at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's got to get done. And I just want to see him get a legitimate opportunity because he hasn't been given one. They, he hasn't been given one yet. And to make any decisions on Sam Darnold right now, whether he's a good or bad player in this league, is just like Lewis Riddick said and everybody agreed, is just completely premature. I completely that's, – that's exactly right. That's the right way. You almost have to evaluate him like a rookie or go back – to what your evaluation of him was coming out of college because he's had no chance. And, and Hembo gave me this note. In the last three years, the Jets played 10 games without him. They went 0-10, and their offense scored 11 touchdowns in those 10 games. I mean, that's a terrible football team with go. terrible coaching. And now, to your point, there is sort of terrible vibes around the entire situation. It is probably best for him to go someplace else and get a fresh start. We'll see if that's what winds up happening. Greeny and, and Mark Sanchez. Let me ask you about a few of these other things. Um, I, I know you're a big fan of and believer in Dak Prescott. Uh, this is the story that will not go away. Uh, what do you make of the situation with Dak right now, and how do you see that thing going? I, I think the deal gets done. I really do. Um, I, I also think that worst-case scenario, right, he can just get franchised again, correct? I mean, yeah. he, he, can, he can be there, and it's kind of uneventful, and it's not the, you know, the happiest marriage of all time. But, you know, he's, he's going to be in a cowboy uniform. I think there's more credence to uh, the the Watson deal and potentially the Wilson deal, but this is this is I mean he's going to be there. He's going to be he's going to be playing for the Cowboys for a long time. All right, we'll keep an eye on that. Greeny and Mark Sanchez. I, I was impressed at how closely you have looked at some of these rookie quarterbacks. Your analysis today, particularly of Trey Lance, I thought was fascinating. So it says to me you've done a lot of the work. So let me ask you of of the quarterbacks in this draft, who do you love? Like which guy would if you were taking one, which one are you taking? Yeah. 
Yeah, so I, I kind of broke them down into tiers, right, or, or groupings. And mm-hmm. I, obviously Trevor's like that guy, right? And he's still going to have to prove some stuff to me. He hasn't won games big in the fourth quarter, had to bring his team back. Um, you know, he, he's never had to, like, run a two-minute drill like that and just bring his team back. He's going to have to learn how to do that. Um, and, and that's a part of uh, playing in the NFL, just like converting consecutive third downs on a 15-play drive. Like, I want to see him do that consistently. But that's, that's his one knock, right? So he's clear-cut the number one. I think the next two guys are pretty similar, and it's just if you're comfortable rolling with Wilson, uh, Zach Wilson, or, or um, uh, Ohio State's Justin Fields, right? Yeah. I think both of them, for Fields, they both have a lot of similarities that they can throw off-platform, meaning they're not in the perfect throwing position with their feet under their hips, under their shoulders, standing you know, with nobody around in the pocket. These guys throw off a one foot, going backwards, rolling left, rolling right. They can throw it from anywhere, and it is fun to watch, especially Zach Wilson. This kid, like, he thrives in chaos, right? When there's chaos in the pocket, it's like it energizes him to be somebody else. He looks – I know everybody wants to say Mahomes, but even before Mahomes, it was was Brett Favre. Hmm. Like, Zach Wilson's going to complete a left-handed pass in the NFL. Hmm. He's going to complete a pass that he throws around his back. Like that's who he looks like. At times he looks like one of the Harlem Globetrotters and it's awesome. It is one of the best films I've ever watched. And, and so he's like this big sexy pick, but some coordinators, they're like, Hey man, I'll take that every once in a while, but I don't want that every play. I don't need every play to be an adventure. And so you get more to like a Justin Fields kind of guy. Like, Hey, he does it from the pocket as well. I know people are knocking him for not being able to get to a second or third read, but number one and number two are open a lot when you have Chris Olave and the receiving core that they have when you're at Ohio State, right? Like that was a knock on me coming out. Like, well, does he go through all of his progression? Well, you don't really know because our number one option was open 90% of the time. Mm. So it's hard to evaluate that. Uh, I think the next grouping of guys would be the Trey Lance and Mac Jones. And you just have to decide if Mac Jones is, you know, everybody's knocking him because these other guys in the draft and all these other quarterbacks nowadays are so athletic. Well, Mac Jones isn't just a complete statue. You know, somebody like that would be more like a Kyle Trask who really, you know, athletically, you're, you're a little worried about that. If there's pressure in the pocket, all right, look at the Georgia tape on Mac Jones. There's some pressure in the pocket. He had to move a little bit, but he can get to that throwing platform quickly and efficiently, just like a Tom Brady type player where, yeah, there's chaos in the pocket. I can move left in that little five-yard box, he's just – I mean, he's plenty good to do that in the league. So if you're comfortable with that, if you don't need a guy to extend plays like uh, Wilson or or Fields, then you take Mac Jones. But to me, and I said it on GetUp, I mean, Trey Lance, that's that's a big risk now. I I, I love his his, uh, physical attributes. I I still think he has a little bit of a long release. But there's too many plays where – he could have thrown a more accurate ball and kept the receiver up, right? And when you do that, when you watch that, you, you just see uh, um, meat on the bone, right? Like like my dad, right back to that McRib. Like, he won't <laughs> leave any piece of that thing untouched, right? If you leave anything on your plate as a kid, my dad's picking up the scraps. You don't leave meat on the bone because dad will go get it. Well, you don't have anybody to come fix that for you in the NFL. you got to take everything you can get because you only get one shot at some of those big plays and if you slow your receiver down and he falls at the one instead of scoring, that's an issue. There's no guarantee you're punching it on the one-yard line, right? Ask the Seahawks. It's tough. Mm. It's really tough. So that's my only fear with a guy like that. Like, I want him to be 
more accurate and, and not slow these guys down. He's, I, I really think his tape reminds me a lot of Jordan Love last year. He's more of Jordan Love to me without some of those critical, critical errors that came up on Love's tape uh, his final season at, at uh, Utah. So, so, or at Utah State, excuse me. So that's, that's kind of my, my position on, on all these guys. This is what I meant when I said it is obvious that he is doing the work. Mark, it was great to see you again <laughs> this morning. Thank you, my man. Let's do it again soon. Thanks for a couple of minutes here, too. Appreciate it, Greeny. We'll talk to you soon. All right. That's Mark Sanchez with me here on ESPN Radio. Excellent insight. And then we are presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. The list is what determines who matters in this business. The Green List. All right, it is our signature feature here on this program. It is The Green List. My top five, this, that, or the other, as chosen and voted on exclusively by me, the world's foremost authority on all matters. And I really like today's list. Today's list, in honor of, it's Michael Irvin's birthday, right? That's where we got the the jumping off point, Nuno. It's Michael Irvin's birthday. And so in honor of that, first off, happy birthday, Michael. Second of all, we have put together the list of the top five triplets trios, sports threesomes, if you will, of all time, as voted on again exclusively by me. Number five. I had hockey on the brain because I had Doc Emmerich on yesterday, and I really enjoyed that. At number five are Wayne Gretzky, Mark Messier, and Paul Coffey. They won three cups together in Edmonton. They had 11 100-point seasons between them while they were all with the Oilers. Gretzky, of course, is the leading scorer and greatest player of all time. Messier is probably the greatest leader of all time. He's second on the all-time career list for playoff points. He's third for regular season points. And Coffey is second all-time among defensemen in scoring and a three-time Norris Trophy winner as the best defenseman. It is that is not a sport that I know as intimately as others, but I think it is inarguable that they are the best trio in the history of that sport. And had they stayed together, had that, that the ownership there not decided they needed to ship out Gretzky for financial reasons, who knows what they might have done because that team won the Stanley Cup without him. They won the Cup the first year after they traded Wayne Gretzky. So that is my number five on the list of all-time great trios, Wayne Gretzky, Mark Messier, and Paul Coffey. Number four. Hembo, my vice president of baseball insight, will like this one. Number four is Greg Maddox, Tom Glavitt, and John Smoltz. They were a trio for 10 years. They won five Cy Youngs, a World Series, nine division titles, 459 wins, and 65 saves while they were together. What do you think of the pick? Uh, I love the pick. I, they all went on the, uh, into the Hall of Fame on the first ballot as well. Really, really good company. Yeah, so that's that group. Number three, I was thinking about different great pitching mm-hmm. you know, rotations. That's the one, that's that's the one. The one right? The one. Okay, we got the right one. I always turn to Hembo for that, and I didn't ask him his opinion ahead of time, so I'm glad I feel validated now. Number three. At number three, I did put Aikman, Emmett, and Michael Irvin. I, I think there was something about – I sort of feel like the term triplets started with them. They were the cornerstone of a dynasty. They won three Super Bowls in four years. And I will forever say that if the the – unimaginable ego of Jerry Jones had not gotten in the way and Jimmy Johnson had been the coach of that team for another decade, which he should have been, they would have won more. 
And at the time that they were finished, Michael Irvin was a top two or three receiver in the sport. Emmett Smith was and remains the all-time leading rusher. And Aikman was a first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback. They are number three on the list today. I'm looking at Hembo. You're nodding. You feel good about it? Yes. That, that, that's, how, I mean, that's how the list was spawned. I'm all good with this one. Okay. That you was, can do two better than that. You, you could? No, I'm asking. You oh. can do two better than that. Oh, yes, I can. And at number two. Number two. I'm going to give it to you. Bubba, give me a little music. So this is a little bit of an unusual way I went about this. But in my childhood, growing up in New York City as I did, the legend of the three center fielders in New York in the 50s was something that was larger than anyone's imagination. And I know there are a lot of people who might not be aware of the history here. But for a very long time, New York City had three baseball teams. They had the Yankees, they had the Dodgers, and they had the Giants. And they were all really good And there was a period there in the 50s where they had the three best center fielders in the sport, the legends, Willie Mays, Mickey Mantle, and Duke Snyder. In an eight-year stretch, the Yankees won six World Series, the Dodgers won one, and the Giants won one. So the World Series in an eight-year stretch with those guys as the stars were won by New York teams every single year. If you look at these seasons, 54, 55, 56, and 57, Willie, Mickey, and the Duke combined for three MVPs, home run, RBI, and batting championships, including a triple crown. They led the league in 37 categories. They had six pennants and three World Series championships. And and their legend, and that song was famous and all of that, but their legend is greater even than their accomplishment because they played in the same city at the same time. Hembo, your thoughts? I think if you could transport me as a baseball fan to any time in any place, it would be New York in 1950 or so to be able to experience that. Like, that is baseball's golden age. Yeah. Really and, and those three guys all playing in the same, the kind of thing that could never happen again, will never happen again. Um, and, and so I thought they deserved a place. I really thought hard about where to put them on this list when I came up with the idea to put them on the list. I considered number one. Number one. But one, I'm going to go Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, and Dennis Rodman. And I, and I will tell you why. They weren't together that long. They were a trio for three years, and that was it. They won the championship every one of those years. They went 45-13 and 13 in the playoffs. <laughs> Included in that was the 72-win season, which was the record at the time. The uh, Rodman averaged 15 rebounds a game during the three-peat. Scottie Pippen is one of the 50 greatest players of all time and underappreciated. Michael Jordan is the greatest player of all time. And there was something, if you were in Chicago at that time as I was, The magnitude of the celebrity, of the star quality, I used to say they were like traveling with the Beatles. You know, when LeBron and D-Wade and and Bosh got together, they called them the Heatles, and I get it, and that was a big deal. It won nothing compared to what it was like being around the Bulls in the mid-90s. Rodman just added, like, again, this is Jordan coming back. So Jordan came back, played 17 games in his first year back from baseball. They didn't win anything in the playoffs. They won one series and then lost to Orlando. And then, boom, the next offseason, Jerry Krause, the late, great, underrated Jerry Krause, traded Will Perdue for Dennis Rodman. And Dennis Rodman averaged 15 points a game, but he brings that flair, that absolute insanity, which anyone around them, including me at the time, could recognize instantly, but you remember with the hair and the wedding dress and everything else, it made them larger than life. It's what transformed them from what they were, which is one of the best basketball teams ever, to what they became, which was the greatest show I've ever seen. The greatest, And again, I had a front row seat for it. I will always be biased, but I've never seen anything like it. So I think they deserve it based on their sports accomplishments, and I think they deserve it based upon how much larger than sport they felt. So that, my friends, is today's Green List. 
top five trios in sports. At five, Gretzky, Messier, and Coffee. At four, Greg Maddox, Tom Glavitt, and John Smoltz. At three, the Cowboys triplets who started it all. At two, uh, Willie, Mickey, and the Duke. And at number one, Jordan, Pippen, and Dennis Rodman during their time together. Greeny with you here and reminding you, you can tune in on Sunday for the NBA All-Star Game live from Atlanta, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins 6.30 Eastern on most of these ESPN radio stations. And very quickly, I will address this. I do see a lot of people asking the question, should they be playing this All-Star game? I think the answer is very simple. Hell yes. The criticism of them playing the All-Star game is ridiculous. First off, the idea that it is going to create parties and people coming. The mayor of Atlanta is asking people not to. And the NBA is telling people not to. You know who's not going to be involved in any of that? Anyone in the NBA. Adam Silver on ESPN earlier in the week said the message within the NBA community is we're going to be operating in a mini bubble. There will be no NBA functions to participate in. This is a television-only event. He says in terms of nightlife in Atlanta, the state of Georgia has made a decision to keep its restaurants and clubs open. That's their right. All we can do on behalf of the NBA is to commit to them that we will not be participating in any way in that nightlife. So if this causes a a safety and health hazard based upon the coronavirus, don't blame the NBA. And the one thing that I think has just gotten to be unreasonable is the way people look at this stuff. Maybe it's because we love sports so much that we forget this, but here's the, the media side of me. Here's the person instead of the fan, but the person who's been around this now my entire adult life. This is a business he's running. When people say, oh, they're criticizing him for putting something on for television. Do you know how important television is to the NBA? Do you know how important their relationship with TNT and Turner, who, who in this case are the, are the ones who televise the All-Star game and the festivities? Do you know how much money is involved in that? You're telling them they shouldn't do that? Because it doesn't feel right? Because the players are tired? Or, this is ridiculous. Sometimes I think, look, I'm all for being a fan. I've been a fan all my life. And I stand up for the fans and I believe that they should be taken into consideration with everything. But at the end of the day, you cannot ask people who run multi-billion dollar businesses not to act as though it's a business. Of course they should play this game. And of course the players should play in it. How do you think they get paid $40 million a year? I get that this is a difficult season. It's difficult on everybody. The world is insane. And this has been a challenging time for literally every one of us in every way. But to whom much is given, of whom much is expected. You want to get paid $40 million? You do. It's because you're the face of the whole damn thing. And now you don't want to play in the All-Star game? I'm not not, aiming this at the players because they're playing. They're going. I'm aiming at this at the people that I'm hearing saying, oh, the NBA shouldn't do this. It's just a made-for-television event. What are you talking about? If you say that, just to make make 100% clear, you're entitled to any opinion you want. But if you hear someone say that, just make a note. That person has no idea what they're talking about. They have no understanding of what sports actually are, which is something that for us is a pastime and and a pleasure and um, a release and a distraction. But for them, it's a multi-billion dollar business, and they cannot and should not be criticized for acting that way. So that criticism to me is ridiculous. All right, Greeny with you as we move on here. A reminder, this show is a podcast. You can listen anytime you want. If you miss anything on the program, it's called Hashtag Greeny. They take the two hours. They make each one an individual one-hour podcast. Hashtag Greeny. It's available anywhere you get your podcasts. Jim Nance in our next hour, but our next segment is for you. My number is 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We've been so busy this week, we've not gotten to nearly enough calls. So we'll do it next. We'll play What Do You Want to Know? 
You ask the question, I'll give you the answer. That's next. I'm Greeny on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny with you. Jim Nance in our next hour. He's 45 minutes away. Your calls are 30 seconds away. We'll spend those 30 seconds with some straight talk. Your tax return could look different this year, but you're still going to hear a lot of noise about how to spend it. So when the big carriers tell you to splurge on the latest nonsense, just tune it out. With Straight Talk, you can get a Samsung Galaxy A51 for just $199, plus get the $45 unlimited talk, text, and data plan with no contract on America's best networks for up to 50% less. Tune out the nonsense, tune into Straight Talk. Straight Talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. We came up with an idea during our uh, brief commercial break there. And that is that, you know, we have the hashtag crew on the show. And then we have Devin, young Devin, who works on the show, who lost his hashtag because he had such a terrible take on the show the other day. We gave him an opportunity to redeem himself. And I will say this. Devin has now given two takes on this program. And they have been the two worst things I've heard anyone say on the air in as long as I can remember. So I think we should do a new feature called Devin's Terrible Takes. And just let him come on the air and spew this nonsense Devin, how do you feel about this? You want takes? I got the takes. Okay. Whenever you need them. Fair enough. So I, I think that we should try and debut that next week. Let's do an open and let's put it together. We will just listen to what Devin says, and then we will just do the opposite. <laughs> to quote the legendary George Costanza, we will just do the opposite, because if everything he says is wrong, the opposite has to be right. Meantime, let's go to the phones here. My number is 888-SAY-ESPN. We're playing What Do You Want to Know? You get a question in there. You get through Bubba. You get to us directly here. Bubba, who's first up? We got Caleb up. All right, Caleb, what do you want to know? Hey, Greeny, I want to know, why did you not include Tony Parker, Monte Ginobili, and Tim Duncan on your triplets list? Oh, that's good. That is good. So, so that is a good one. I was racking my brain, and I will confess to you right now, you've got me a dead to rights on one thing. I didn't think of them. As I was going through the triplets, I thought of Bird, Parrish, and, Wal- and McHale. I thought of uh, Worthy, Magic, and Kareem. I didn't think of them. I'll say this. Historically speaking, even if you want to give Duncan a push with Jordan, and I don't think he is, I would put Jordan ahead of him. But even so, I will take Pippen over any, either of the other two, Ginobili or Parker, historically. Th- that is a great trio. It absolutely deserves to be brought up here. But I will put the Bulls trio ahead of them. I'm comfortable with that pick, although I appreciate the call. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Bubba, who's next? Doug. Doug, what do you want to know? I want to know, uh, Bob Costas mentioned to get rid of the shift. Why don't baseball managers, when the shift is on, bunt down the third baseline, gets rid of the shift? It's a great question. Let me turn now to my VP of baseball analytics. That would be hashtag Hembo. Hembo, why don't they do that? It's not that easy. It's not that easy to bunt, first of all, and that's what the other manager wants you to do. Like They're, they're, taking, away four, they're taking away multiple bases there, not one. And it's not like bunting a 95-mile-per-hour fastball, not that easy. Also, 
it takes the hitter out of his, sort of his, uh, his headspace. Like, that's a thing that people talk about all the time, but it's not nearly as easy as just putting the ball down the third base. All right, I have a few more questions on that, and mm. we will get to them as we go. But let me get a few more calls in here. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Bubba, who's next? We got Pat. Pat. <laughs> that's become an inside joke with us because I couldn't understand what he said. Now he just plays the tape over and over again. Pat, that has nothing to do with you whatsoever. What would you like to know? No, that's all right. We got to get Devin's hashtag back. But Greeny, I want to know for you, um, in your gut, who do you think is going to be under center for the New York Jets Week One in the 2021 season? Who do I? I had a little trouble. Is he asking me who's going to be the quarterback Week uh, One? I, I think it's going to yeah, be Zach under, Wilson. Under yeah, I think it's going to be Zach Wilson. I, I, I believe when push comes to shove, that the Jets will move on from Darnold and they will draft Zach Wilson. I think people are falling in love with that kid. And look, I'm not going to lie to you. He went to BYU. I, I, I didn't watch him play all last college season, so I'm just catching up on him the same as you are. And you see what people love about him. You see the magic. It's a 50-50 proposition. I, I'm, I'm torn. I opened the show today by saying I'm completely torn on whether you try and get that same 50-50 shot with Darnold and trade the pick for a King's Ransom or you use it on Wilson. My gut feeling is that's what they will do. They will take Zach Wilson, and he will start his first game as a rookie. But Bubba, who's next? Anthony is up. Anthony, you're on ESPN Radio. Anthony, what would you like to know? Hey, Greeny, if the Broncos can't land Deshaun Watson in a trade, what should they do at quarterback next season? Thanks. What is Houston going to do at quarterback? The Broncos. Next? Oh, if the Broncos Denver, don't yeah. get him? Well, they could, they're one of the teams that could definitely – I'm sorry, I'm having a little trouble hearing. They're definitely one of these teams that I could see trading up. Let's see what McShay has them doing. McShay has them actually trading down. Um, he has Denver trading down to 12 and taking a corner, Caleb Farley. Uh, it's a good question. I don't know. Here's what I'm wondering. Have we given up on Drew Locke? Like, before last season began, I had people telling me, Greeny, this kid Drew Locke is going to set the whole league on fire. They've got really good weapons. They have a great year. They had injuries and all the rest of that. I guess they have given up on Drew Locke. Look, I think that they're in it for Deshaun Watson, and they'll try and get him. If not, they, they are drafting in a spot that they will have the opportunity to take one of the quarterbacks. So maybe they do. I mean, the one thing that is for certain is they just haven't gotten it right at quarterback since the moment Peyton Manning rode that horse off into retirement. Hey, the college basketball season is wrapping up here, and the Wendy's Wooden Watch is very much underway. You can go to ESPN.com, search Wooden Watch for the list of Wooden Award late season top 20 nominees to watch. Jared Butler and Baylor knocked off Oklahoma State last night. Baylor is 20-1 and on the year. That kid was terrific. I think he had 22 points. The John R. Wooden Award is presented by Wendy's. All right, a really big hour is coming up. So McShay's got the new McBoard up there, the, the Mock Draft 3.0. They said, do you want him off the top of the second hour? I said, I need him for two segments. I never get in enough questions with McShay. So if you're interested in this stuff, if you're interested in who's getting drafted where, I promise you will get it all here next with McShay. And then the great Jim Nance will join me. Big hour on the way on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can check out Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. Also, don't miss Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 Eastern on ESPN. This is Greeny, the podcast.